Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 11th episode of Season 2 of the Coffin Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Richie, who is apparently going through it. Richie, how is the head doing? Oh, it's doing all right. I'll, I'll survive. No CTE for me. <laughs> yeah. You're not like a... Not feeling like Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr right no. now, or maybe you are. Uh, yeah, it could be, could be. I think Derek Carr <laughs> was his shoulder though. So you didn't like bang your head getting into the car this week no, or anything. No Anthony Richardson for me. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. All right. Well, cool. Well, we're back. We're t- we're ready to talk about week three. Uh, some very crazy stuff went on. If you read the. Uh, the synopsis for this episode, you'll see that when you're talking about week three, two big things pop out of my head. One of the highest scoring games in, what, 50, 60 years. Yeah. You got a massive upset that nobody saw coming. Just a lot of crazy stuff went on this week. So, And when I say massive upset no one saw coming, I can think of a few games actually like that. But we'll, we'll get into all that. But first, we're going to start out... With our top five, uh, Richie, you got us going with this one. What did you do? What did you cook up for the top five this week? So I was looking at uh, just teams that are currently sitting under 500. So that would be 0-3 or 1-2. and And trying to identify who we think the best under 500 teams are. The teams that most likely will finish the year either in the playoffs or fighting for them. But are just off to a rough start. Sounds good. As you know, the if you go get started with an 0-2 start, I think there's like a 80% chance you miss the playoffs historically. So some of these teams have a lot of work to do, especially if they're 0-3. If they started 0-2, maybe got a win in week three and trying to crawl back from it. But that is a historical stat. Not made up. Didn't make it up. I swear. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what the actual percentage is, but... Um, oh, and three, especially you almost have like no chance of, of making the playoffs, which was interesting because I tried to not make my list exactly the same as yours. There are currently four oh, and three teams, and I put one on my list. So, yeah, well, I figured we'd have a lot of the same because there are surprisingly some very good teams that are under 500 right now and some surprises. Um, yeah. But I'll start with my number five, and it's it's one of the, it's the team that had the big one of the biggest upsets of this week, and that's the Cardinals. Um, one and two got a big win at home against Dallas. I was there; it was very exciting, but also shocking. Um, but yeah, I think you know I'm I'm ready to admit that the Cardinals, at least, especially on defense, and guys like Josh Dobbs are are not nearly as bad as as we thought they were going to be. So I'm going to start, I had the Cardinals as my next one, but I'll put them in this spot just because they're kind of interchangeable, the ones that I have there. But only for this reason, talking about Josh Dobbs, and this stat will work for both these teams, my first two teams. Did you know that Josh Dobbs is one of only four quarterbacks in the NFL that has started all three weeks that has no interceptions? I did not know that, actually. And the only four that do not have an interception are Josh Dobbs, uh, C.J. Stroud, Justin Herbert, and Brock Purdy. 
Those are your four quarterbacks with no interceptions. Now, now Josh Dobbs has lost, I think, two fumbles. So he hasn't completely turned over uh, empty, but he has played crazy good for a guy that got to the Cardinals two weeks before the season started. Yes. The regular season. I've been very impressed with him. Yeah, yeah, he's been very impressive. Um, not nearly um, as bad as we expected for a guy that the Browns basically sold off. Um, you know, an interesting thing about yeah. that stat too, about the zero interceptions, not specifically for Dobbs, but for, um, Herbert and Stroud are tied for fourth in the NFL in passing attempts. So for them, it's, they're throwing a lot and still not throwing interceptions. Josh Dobbs is more, uh, he's 30th on the list. So not throwing as much, but still no interceptions for a guy that is a journeyman quarterback. Um, it's off to a good start and his mm-hmm. rushing ability, I think has definitely impressed me. I did not expect him to, to be able to run as much as he has. Run and, and run hard. He didn't go out of bounds against the Cowboys. He's stayed in bound to get as much yards as he could. And against the Giants on his touchdown run, he ran over their safety before he went into the end zone. And that impressed me. I'm like, this man is just <laughs> – he wants to make plays. Yes, so he does. I am really digging Josh Dobbs. Did so. you, uh, side note, and the did bit- you see the story about how the Cardinals did not have his jersey available for sale? Yeah, yeah. I, I follow him on tic- Josh Dobbs on TikTok, and I saw his, that he had gone into the, the team store to make a custom jersey of himself for his family, and he wasn't even listed as a player on the team yes. in their system. Very, uh, you know. very glad they got that fixed after the big win. Yeah. Uh, but one last thing to talk about on the Cardinals, I want to say. In my honest opinion, they should be 3-0. Being up, what, 21-0 to against the Giants at halftime? They should have won that game. Yeah. The Commanders game, they let that get away from them in the second half. So the biggest thing after two weeks was, can they finish a game in the second half? Which they did against Dallas. So if they can, conti- if they can keep making improvements like they have at week to week. Uh, this is not a bottom of the league team. This is a team that's actually challenging for things. Maybe not the playoffs, but, you know, a middle of the road record, which wouldn't be great for draft picks, but it, it actually makes it fun to watch. Nobody likes to watch their team lose. I don't. And I could care less about picks until the season's over. So Yeah, big challenge this yeah. week against San Francisco. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, well, you, since you did your five, I'll go with my four, which um, is the Los Angeles Rams. Um, they've they've put up some fights in games that, without Cooper Cup, you know, we've seen Puka Nakoa and Tutu Atwell and Kyron Williams all kind of breaking out, and they were close against the Bengals. They were close against the Niners. Um, again, not don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but um, they're not, you know, going to go zero and seventeen or or. Um, be at the bottom of the the NFL like, like they looked like on paper. Yeah, they looked. I had them in my as a team that could get the number one pick when we did that uh, top five earlier in the se- er, preseason, and uh, it's just crazy. Like I said, it's probably not going to make the playoffs, but they are one of the the best offenses in the NFL right now with what they're doing with Kyron Williams, Tutu Atwell, and Puka. And they're still they still don't have Cooper Cup. So when he comes back, what what else can the Rams do? Yeah, that's the that's the biggest thing. And I, I I like the Rams. I didn't put them on my list. 
I would have, but since you did, I left room for uh, uh, a few others. But yeah, they are definitely, they definitely should deserve to be on that list with the way they played. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually surprised. I thought they were two and one because of the way they'd uh, played in week one, but I think they lost week one and won week two and then lost. On Monday Night Football to the Bengals. No, they won in week one. They beat the Seahawks, um, which was an upset at the time. Oh, that's what it was. And then they held their own with the 49ers in week two and and almost beat that's the Bengals the last week. Game. So, yeah, they're, they're looking better. And they're getting Cooper Cup back soon, hopefully. So, they may get even better. I agree. Oh, my second team is the Houston Texans, surprisingly. Which my first two teams doesn't bode well for the Cardinals draft next year if both the Cardinals and the Texans decide to be middle of the road or decent. But uh, like we just talked about, C.J. Stroud, zero interceptions. You said fourth in the league in passing attempts. He is tearing it up as a rookie. Now, they're only one and two. But uh, if you saw the score and that big win they had against Jacksonville last week, uh, with what they have on their team – and uh, confidence out of their rookie quarterback, they actually could do some things. So I think the Texans are better than I gave them credit for, or at least further in their development than I would assume they'd be after three games. C.J. Stroud's looking looking nice. Yes, he has looked really good. Um, and and the offense, I mean, they haven't even gotten Damian and Pierce really involved, and the offense has looked good. So if they can ever – or Dalton Schultz, who I drafted in a lot of fantasy leagues. So hopefully they can get those guys more involved and, and the offense can get even better. Yep, for sure. Um, so my Speaking of the team they beat. My third team um, <laughs> is a team that, that I, I like to think is, is better than their record, but time will tell, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um you know, they had the big win week one against the, the Chargers, exciting game. And then um, just this last week, lost big to those Texans. So I don't know what in the world is going on with Jacksonville, but with all that talent they have, they 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 should be better. And I, and I like to believe that they will get things back on track, but um, don't know. Maybe it's just the curse of the franchise. We're, we know what that's like to have teams that just, no matter what, can't seem to succeed. Yeah, even if they're like the Cardinals going to the playoffs the next season, people talking about the Super Bowl, and then they win three exactly. games. Yeah, so <laughs> know all yes. about that. So we'll see. We'll see if they can turn it around. But it, it so far through three weeks, they've shown flashes in parts of games, but never pulled full games together that were great. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Absolutely. So my next one is the is the O and three team that I picked, and maybe I'm just pulling them from the O and threes because of the fact I had them listed as a playoff team before the season started. Um, but that's the O and three Minnesota Vikings. So if you watch the Vikings, you know that they have one of, if not the absolute best receiver in football in uh, Justin Jefferson. Not to mention they now have a rookie in Jordan Addison who is just lighting things up in his first three weeks, plus K.J. Osborne. Um, Now they've traded for Cam Akers because Alexander Madison just was not getting it done. And then you throw on top of that, in consecutive weeks, they played the Eagles and the Chargers. So 
They've had a rough start. Now, their first game, I think it was Carolina they lost to. No no uh, excuse for that one. But uh, I feel like the 0-3 is uh, a schedule problem for them. I don't know who they play this week. They play... They played Tampa Bay week Let's one. Let's see. Oh, that's who it was, Tampa Bay. They play the Panthers this week. So... You know, th- this week will be a better show of if that 0-3 start is because they're bad and can't figure out how to win games while having a very good offense. But we'll see. I think the Vikings will be okay. They've had because a you gotta, lot you got to look at the other side. Yeah, and that you can't win games that yeah. way. Yeah. But as far, and as far as the schedule thing goes, look at the, the, the Packers, right? Packers are 2-1. and one. They've played three of... Three very moderate. They played bad teams, including the Bears. <laughs> yeah, they played they the played. Bears. I couldn't remember who the third yeah. one was, so I wasn't gonna say bad if that third team was actually a good team. But I know they played the Bears. I know they played. Uh, I just don't remember all the, the teams Falcons. They, they lost know that to, they're not. and then the Saints. And and the Saints missed a field goal at the end of regulation that would have beat the Packers this past Sunday. So the Packers. Could be one and two with their only win being against the Chicago Bears, who at this point should be in Division One high school football. Um, So yeah, (laughs) Packers don't impress me, but yeah, the Vikings zero and three is just it's bad luck. And we know we talked about math and the chances of them making the playoffs are pretty slim at this point. Um, But they've Mm -hmm. they've got to be able to get bounced back. I mean, Kirk Cousins, he's first. In the NFL and passing touchdowns, he's first in passing yards. Like, dude is balling out of his mind. They just continually turn the ball mm-hmm. over. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think they're yep. they're much better than their record suggests. Um, my my right. fourth lo- team, um, and we have the same final two teams, which I figured we would. Um, the Chargers, and the Chargers are just cursed with the inability to finish games and win winnable games. You know, they beat the Vikings this past week, but um, the Dolphins week one, and and I can't remember who they played week two, but just ridiculous um, close games. I mean, just heartbreaking losses for them. They played the Titans in week uh, two and lost 27-24. Yeah. They've literally, their two losses, one was by three and one was by two. And they were ahead in those games. Yeah. That's in the crazy. fourth quarter. So, yeah. Yeah. And they are it's, so it's, talented, it's, man. Justin Herbert. I mean, they lost Mike Williams for the season, which hurts. But, you know, they should be getting Austin Eckler back. They drafted Quinton Johnston. So, they are just way too talented to be um, one and two. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. And then the last one we both have is the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I just want to point this out because this is important, and I've said it the last two weeks going through the results of the uh, the weeks. But uh, the Bengals have started 0-2 the last two years. And I went and did some digging of the last uh, four years. So oh, they've started 1-2 the last this year and last year. Uh, 2021, they started two and one. So that's the best one they've had so far. And then in 2020, they started 0 two and one. They are perennially bad starters to the season. 
So I don't think that there's too much to worry about. Hopefully you don't have to worry too much about Joe Burrow being injured and that lingering around, but okay. this is pretty much par for the course for the Bengals. Yeah, they, they got Jamar Chase involved on Monday, finally. Um, Burrow looks a little hobbled on that calf. Hopefully it's, it's nothing serious and he can play through it. Um, but I think you're right. I think the Bengals are... Or just one of those teams that, that they might start slow, but then they're going to win six, seven, eight in a row. Um, they're in a tough division, but a, and a wild card is, is definitely within their reach, I think. Yeah, and for a team like the Bengals, who get hot at the end of the season, if as long as they make it to the playoffs, that's that's the important yeah, thing. exactly. So I agree. Well, there you go. We'll, uh, we'll check in on those teams again in a couple weeks and see if we are right on any of them or if any of them continue to have bad seasons. Um, but diving into the news, you know, we, ta- we talked about Mike Williams out for the year, torn ACL. Um, that's heartbreaking for the Chargers. But they've got... It's, it's always Keenan Allen or Mike Williams. One of their two top two yeah. is always out. And with Austin Eckler. If Keenan Allen gets hurt, that's just really tough. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just just bad luck. But they drafted Quentin Johnston, who's a lot like Mike Williams with size, should fill in. Josh uh, Palmer's a good a good replacement for yeah. him. And then, of course, Austin Eckler should be back hopefully this week. Um, other injuries, we talked about Derek Carr's shoulder. He's listed as week to week, so he might miss this week, but I'm sure he'll be fine after that. Um, and staying on the Saints trend... Jamal Williams put on the IR. Yes. I don't know if we mentioned that. I think that happened after the podcast last week. So Saints are Saints are running. Their offensive weapons are well, are, but they get Alvin Kamara being this week. So is this yep, the week? Yep, there you he, go. he had his three game so. suspension and now he's back. So that's very good for them. Um, and without Jamal Williams there, Alvin Kamara is basically the only running back they have left. Um, yeah, Pierre. Is it Pierre Strong? Is that their rookie? He, no, I, Andre I Miller. See. But he's also, I think, banged up or coming back. Oh, from yeah, that's injury. right. So they got. I think it's like Tony Jones mm-hmm. Jr. is the backup. So, yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. There you go. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo's in concussion protocol. Uh, might miss this week, and that gives a chance for uh, preseason rookie hero Aiden O'Connell potentially getting. A start on Sunday, unless they decide to go with Brian Hoyer. I really hope they start him because that will make that game an instant watch. Oh, absolutely! That'll make way more exciting. And since the since the Lions play Thursday, that gives me all the time in the world to check out how Aiden does if he is able to start. Yes. And they play the Chargers because I got so it. Could turn into a little shootout too. I feel like he'll be totally fine. He did great behind like all of the backups when he played to put him behind the actual line with all the weapons. It'll be fun to watch and see what he does. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now we know Josh McDaniels likes Brian Hoyer from his time in new England. So he might go with the veteran, but I hope they give the rookie a chance. The veteran who's never done anything notable. Nope. Just a, in any start on any just team. A solid he started are the Cardinals, just nothing. He's, I've seen him play so many different places, and it was just like, well, there's a guy under Cinder. Don't know why, what, if he's going to do anything to help just you win. Just Joe Smith. Just nameless. 
Yeah. Um, I also saw today yeah, Anthony yeah, exactly. Richardson and Bryce Young both returned to practice, so they should be good to go this week. Um, and then uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are dating. That's exciting news. <laughs> I, I I knew that from TikTok just before this past week, but holy crap. Didn't matter what game you were on, every commentator wanted to talk about it. And I'm like, that's not football. I don't care. It doesn't matter yep. if Travis Kelsey is dating but, Swift. The, oh, I was just going to say, the NFL loves the media attention. They don't care. Oh, of course <laughs> they do. So, here's, the, only, the best thing to come out of this was the joke from the uh, – from the – Eagles sideline where Swift was standing next to uh, Kelsey, and it's like, so those two are banging. Yeah, Jason Kelsey and and DeAndre Swift. That <laughs> and, was and, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are the odds that that exists? <laughs> it was kismet. Yeah. Oh well, that's all the news. I mean, not a not a, a busy uh, news week. You know, we'll get into the games um, and talk about those. Starting with our Thursday night four play from last week's 49ers Giants game. I am proud to say that I uh, I, uh, I hit it. All four. Debo Samuel over four and a half catches, yeah. over 55 and a half receiving yards, under 50 and a half alt points, and the 49ers minus six and a half, um, which I, I could have gone even bigger. <laughs> the, 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 there were points throughout that entire game where we were both going to be correct. Yep. And it took the fourth quarter to make that wrong because the Giants just could not do anything in that fourth quarter. Well, and I think Debo didn't get but, his fifth uh, catch until the fourth quarter, too. So I, I was sweating it, even though he had like which 17 is, targets or something ridiculous. I say, I know he had four or five in that. Uh, no, he must have had four in like the first quarter because i remember in our group chat you're like oh this seems like an easy one yeah he had 12 targets in that game and only six catches so i i was sweating it a little bit when he kept the ball kept bouncing off his hands in the first half i was getting a little nervous yeah mine of the giants to cover the 10 and a half point spread was good until the uh was good until the niners scored 10 unanswered points in the fourth quarter I had Darren Waller, 25-plus yards receiving, and he only ended up 20. with 20. <laughs> so close. So he's off by five. And then uh, Kittle, 40-plus yards receiving, got that. And McCaffrey, 60-plus yards rushing, got that. And, and so. Waller had seven targets with three catches. If he catches one more of those targets, you probably hit your yardage. Yeah, exactly. And if he had caught that, maybe it would have been in the fourth quarter and they could have kicked a field goal or something to get in that ten and a half point yes. range. Make it a little closer for you. Uh, um, so, yeah, that game, the it's Giants, uh, they looked like they gave up in the third quarter. They just they just stopped trying to score points in the third quarter, it felt like. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, the 49ers, yeah, they just keep rolling. I The funny thing is, though, I'm not overly – in, like I don't think the 49ers are, are running away with the NFC. I think the Eagles will definitely give them a challenge. Um, even though the 49ers have all of the weapons in the world. Um, I mean, you dominate the Giants. That's not that impressive to me. But uh, And then on Sunday, playing the Cardinals. They, they could they blow up the Cardinals 35-3. to Maybe it'll be a little more impressive. But if it's another close game like it was against the Rams, it's like, eh. 
I don't know. Yeah. The best team in the NFC West by sure, but I'm I'm not totally convinced they're the best team in the NFC. I think an argument can be made that Philly is better. Yep. They are one of the other 3-0 teams. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Uh, Titans, Browns. Browns get the win. Um, Titans really didn't do much, 27-3. Um, Derrick Henry, man, for, through the first three games, he's averaging 3.2 yards a carry with only one touchdown. Um, and big news, obviously, everybody talks about Tajay Spears is out-snapping him the last two games, which, granted, were blowouts, so they were probably resting Henry anyways. But, um, I don't know, feels like father time is finally catching up to Derrick Henry. I agree. I I mean, you don't hear anything about Derrick Henry anywhere when he used to be dominate the news. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. And then on the Browns side, um, their defense, man, number one in yards per game, and they're 90 yards better than second place. Like, that's – it's only been three games, but that's a, that's a substantial gap. Uh, yeah. They're, it's funny because – was it game two? I think they won week one and then lost. Yeah, so they beat the Bengals in week one and just a fucking blowout against the Bengals. Uh, then they lose Pittsburgh and they just look terrible against Pittsburgh and suddenly come back against Tennessee and they look amazing. So it's they're like on again, off again for whatever reason right now, but they're currently on again. So we'll see if they can keep that going. But other overall, they look really good. But they could be three and zero. That's the crazy part. Yeah, the Steelers game. Um, the Steelers defense just manhandled that that offense for the Browns. Um, but this week they're facing the Ravens. That's a, that's going to be a tough matchup if they if they can pull off a win against the Ravens with with their defense and Deshaun Watson looking more comfortable. Um, the Browns might be legitimate contender for that comp or for that division. Yeah, the last note, thing of note I wanted to say about this. Jerome Ford, the uh, the massive waiver pickup from last week in fantasy football, rushed 10 times for only 18 yards. But somehow, one of those rushes was a touchdown and two catches and another touchdown. So if you picked him up and played him, despite the fact he did not have great yardage or usage, he still managed to uh, get you big points. Yeah. Yeah, he um he was their their leading rusher as far as carries go, but Pierre Strong had six, Kareem Hunt had five. Um, they were they were giving everybody a chance. So, um, yep. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I can trust Jerome Ford to start him every week. After that, I got to see a little no. bit more. But uh, I mean, if as long as he scores touchdowns, he'll still get you points. Yep, exactly. I just wouldn't count on that every yeah, week. Absolutely. Uh, Chargers-Vikings, this game was pretty exciting in the second half. First half, not as much, but um, Chargers got a, a much-needed win. Otherwise, they'd be 0-3 and Minnesota would be 1-2. and um, So I think the Chargers needed that win to keep their playoff hopes alive. Justin Herbert, massive day, 40-47, 405 yards, three touchdowns. Keenan Allen, 18 catches, 215 yards. Um, without Mike Williams there, he might <laughs> do that more. 18 receptions. Yeah. <laughs> 18 receptions, 20 targets. That's insane. Yeah. And that might be the way they do it without Mike Williams. Just keep throwing the ball to Keenan. 
Um, yeah, that guy's. Really and then Kirk Cousins threw a red zone interception at the end of the game. Unfortunate um, for the Vikings because, as we talked about, turnovers for them have just killed them, and is the big reason they're zero and three. T.J. Hawkinson with that big fumble as well. Yes. More. I wish I, I was trying to find yeah. turnover differential, but I couldn't find it. I'm, I'm assuming they lead the NFL. That makes sense. Uh, next one, Patriots, Jets. Um, Patriots, I mean, Bill Belichick just refuses to lose to the Jets. He, he just does not want to do it. <laughs> I think the biggest story out of this game is Zach Wilson is terrible. He really is. Yeah. He's really bad. To the point where they signed Trevor Simeon this week to their practice squad. And the odds of him, like ending up starting a game anytime soon is very high considering all the reports out of the locker room in New York is that the team is just massively upset with their coach that they're continuing to go with him. Well, and they Aaron Rodgers going down has just completely torn apart the, the, the psyche of the Jets. It's crazy. They put all their eggs in the Rodgers basket. They, they kept Zach Wilson as their backup. Um, even though they already knew he was garbage. So when Rodgers went down and all they're left with is garbage, then it comes to the question of should they pull off a, a crazy trade? You know, people have talked about Kirk Cousins going there if Minnesota's going to move on after the year. Um, or, you know, Justin Fields needs to get out of Chicago. Chicago's going to give up on him, so maybe they could try to trade him. I don't know. I don't know if the Jets make a big move or if they just – go with Trevor Simeon and, and see if he can manage to not lose games because everything around Zach Wilson is good. Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, the defense. Um, it's just Zach Wilson's the problem. I, I, I'd like to point out as well that even though Air Rodgers is hurt, he's still the effects of Rodgers are still felt on the field when you have a Hall of Fame. You go from a Hall of Fame quarterback to Zach Wilson – who's having to now throw to Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard. Like, those two were pulled into this team because Rodgers wanted them. I don't think either of them are particularly great, yet somehow they're the next two options behind Garrett Wilson. And it's like, I think you probably could have gone younger and you probably could have gone better, but to appease Rodgers, who's now not playing in the tires most of this season, you're, you're... your subpar quarterbacks have no one to throw to well, that they that are trusted. Don't forget they had Elijah Moore and traded him away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, not uh, not smart by the Jets. Uh, just to follow up because I was able to find it. The Vikings are last in the NFL with negative seven turnover differential, tied with the Raiders. Surprisingly enough, I did not know the Raiders were that bad at turnovers. Hmm. Uh, Texans, Jags, we talked about it. Texans, uh, great win for them. C.J. Stroud, clearly the best rookie quarterback right now. Um, if he keeps this up, he'll run away with rookie of the year. Um, Tank Dell had a good day, five catches, 145 yards, and a touchdown. Hopefully he keeps that up. Um, Damian Pierce did get a touchdown, but still not getting a lot of carries. Yeah. And then the Jaguars just, I don't know. Tough. I don't know what the Jaguars' problem is. We talked about it. It's just it's crazy for a team that that has that much talent um, to be one and two. Yeah, it's confusing yeah. for sure. Nuts. Uh, Bills Commanders. Oof. 
That's all. That's all I got to say about that. Just oof. Um, no, I. This was the fear all along. You know, um, I mentioned last week there was a path for the Commanders to win that game. Um, they did not take that path. They took the path that was the most likely outcome, which is a mediocre team is playing one of the best teams in the NFL, and we got absolutely destroyed. I mean. I want to blame it all on Sam Howell, but the defense couldn't even muster up well, uh, a, fa- a sack. No. Um, what's funny, though, is it was 16 nothing to start the fourth quarter. So the defense was keeping them in it. Um, the offense yeah. just couldn't do anything. I mean, Sam Howell has 19 sacks this year, which is leading the NFL. That's, that's our terrible offensive line. Um, he's second in the NFL with interceptions. So... He's, he's not, but throwing four of them in one game will do that. Um, I will say in weeks one and two, yeah. Sam looked um, good for a guy starting his second and third career starts. Then in week four, his fourth career start, playing events much better competition, he looked like a rookie. Um, I mean, he's not technically a rookie because this is his second year, but fourth career start, it, it, shit happens. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not jumping off to Sam Howell's bandwagon. I I'm still hopeful that he can continue to develop, and I think the enemy is a good guy to do that. Um, but the, the truth is the offensive line issues are going to be terrible all year. Um, they, they can't protect him. They can't give him time. He's going to get sacked more. Um, yeah, it's just, that's just what's going to happen. And we play some tough teams this year. We play San Francisco, Miami. Um, yeah, so... Miami. Yeah, Miami. Uh, Colts-Ravens, little mustache magic for you. Gardner Minshew leading the Colts to a win. Um, granted, it's because Justin Tucker missed a game winner, which he never does. Um, but, hey, they still get the win. And for some reason are still going to start Anthony Richardson this week. Like, I don't get that. Just You should have played Minshew the whole time and let Richardson learn. Yeah. The, uh, the only thing I'll say is that at least Richardson has looked good. So going back to him isn't like going back to something that's bad or has looked bad. Um, but I do agree, like I said from the beginning, Gardner Minshew should have been starting with Anthony Richardson learning behind him and just getting that much better than he already yeah. is. Absolutely. So. Now the Colts are 2-1. and one. You know, Richardson to get, the, get them the win against Houston. Um, but... The Colts at two and one is is, you know, that's I don't think that's gonna last. They're they're not gonna, they're not gonna make a playoff run, um, unless Jonathan Taylor and Jim Irsay bury the hatchet for somehow. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see how that goes. It's coming up soon. It is, yeah. They gotta make a decision if if he's finally healthy and can get traded, or if they just put him on IR even longer. But we shall see. Uh, Falcons Lions. Either play him or trade him because I cannot deal with my fantasy team and not having my <laughs> just, best halfback for even just longer. Keeping him just on the come bench. On. I, I'm one and three, and I should be put on the uh, top five. <laughs> <You're> t- <laughs> From your the team's episode. too talented to be under 500. <laughs> yeah. Falcons Lions. Uh, Sam Laporta, man, he is a stud. Talked to him, talked to him all the way back during the draft. <laughs> Dude, we were we were wrong. 
And I said that he looks like a receiver that can be a Kelsey, Mark Andrews, uh, Kittle type guy. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the stats for tight ends as far as who's leading the league, but he is leading the league in yards over the next guy is Hawkinson. So, you know, I'm pretty happy with what we got after we traded Hawkinson. And I, I am a massive Laporta fan. And that guy is just getting all the targets. I mean, if you, looked at, if you look at the box score for this game, only four people got targets in this game. Only four. That's crazy. Amon Ra, Laporta, Khalif Raymond, and Jamar, uh, Jameer Gibbs. So sorry to everyone out there with jo- that picked up Josh Reynolds for this game. Uh, that didn't happen for you, but... Yeah, massive game from Laporta. Um, his first rookie touchdown. That was very, very awesome to see. And Jameer Gibbs managed to get 80 yards uh, as the leading rusher with Montgomery out, which was nice to see that the running game still was able to function, even though Montgomery had been doing so well as the lead back was out. And then also nice to see Zonovan Knight was in the game active in the game he had three rushes and every single one of them was yardage like he didn't get stuffed at the line on any of them he gained yards on every single one of them including his first rush which which was a first and 10 where he ran for eight yards and i'm like let's let's go if we're gonna have zonovan knight back here behind gibbs for however long until montgomery's back that's the type of running i want to see out of him for sure yeah that is awesome so uh, the last thing I'll say about the Lions in this game is uh, it's crazy to me how bad the defense played last week. It's like bad, bad. And then somehow they come into this game and play absolutely out of their freaking minds. They had seven sacks in this game. After having and last one. week you were talking about how through two yeah. games they had one singular sack. Um. Yeah, it was insane. Brian Branch is everywhere. That guy is a tackle machine, and he doesn't hit soft. He just destroys people. Um, And then Aiden Hutchinson in the backfield every single play with two sacks. It's just I love what I saw from the defense in this game. And hopefully this is what we see every week as opposed to what we saw uh, last week because – this is what I expect out of the defense, the new defense. So, um, I always said that the Atlanta rushed 20 times. And I expected to see a lot of rushing out of that team because that's what I thought they were, a rushing team. But they, I mean, they were down the entire game. I mean, they weren't down much, so I don't know why they abandoned the run, but they didn't run a lot. Yeah, Brian, Bajon Robinson having 10 carries. Tyler Algier had seven. Um, I don't know what the fascination with Algier is. I don't know why. I mean, at halftime, it was 13-3, to two-possession game, 10 points. I mean, that's not the game's not over. Um, and yet they just mm-hmm. decided to uh, put, the, put the game in the hand of Desmond Ritter, um, which was damn foolish. So... Don't know what's up with Atlanta. Uh, played against the played well against the Packers in Week Two, get the win, and then um, lose the Lions. I mean, Lions are a better team than Green Bay, but um, the game calling of just yeah, you, you drafted Bijan Robinson to be your bell cow. Just give him the damn ball. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, Saints-Packers, we mentioned the Saints missing the field goal uh, that would have won the game. The Packers get the win. They're 2-1, and one, but I'm, I'm not impressed by them. And, I, and I'm not impressed by Jordan Love. And the one thing I am happy to is that I don't see an overabundance of Jordan Love hype um, in the media. I was worried that just because he's Green Bay's quarterback, everyone's going to be like, oh, he's so amazing. He went 22 of 44. Uh, he's so freaking good, though. Like, no, he's, he has not really looked that good. Um, the Packers should easily be 1-2 and two with their only win being against Chicago. Um, but they get this this win, scoring 18 points in the fourth quarter. I mean, they were getting destroyed this entire game. Um, and then, oh, Derek Carr goes out, and all of a sudden they're able to come back and win the game. So, yeah, sorry, Packers, but you don't impress me much, as uh, Cheryl Crow would say. I think that's a Cheryl Crow song. Um. <laughs> maybe I've, i'm not gonna pretend that that's anything i know um the here's the thing the packers lost to the falcons the lions just absolutely throttled the uh the um the falcons so packers lions tomorrow i just want them to destroy the packers in prime time and put this at an end at least put them in a can take them out of the conversation that all the media wants to talk about is how good the packers are yes jordan love has played well but this there it's this i keep wanting to say the term fool's gold like maybe next week we talked about under 500 teams that were that are better than their record next week we should probably do the top five fool's gold teams because the Packers would be right on top of the list for me. Yeah. Um, I will say this. When you say Jordan Love has played good, um, his completion percentage on the year is 53.1, which is worse than Sam Howell's. Just like to throw that out there. So uh, he has not played good. I I, I will. I I, No, he's not. They're two and one, but it's not Jordan Love. Brick Brick has corrected you. It's Shania Twain. Shania Twain. Thank you. <laughs> that's pretty funny apparently that's Brick's music but there you go now I know I just know that song <laughs> yeah. see you know it too I know, I, I know yeah. the song I don't know who sings it well I now know it's Shania Twins. Uh Broncos Dolphins <laughs> um, that, was, that was yeah that's historic I think it was the third most points ever scored in an NFL game 70 or second most um and the most since 1966. Yeah. They drummed him. They absolutely just. Um, I love all the, the comments about, you know, Mike McDaniels, former Broncos ball boy, had a score to settle. <laughs> I love that. Who didn't even get an interview for their head coach yes. job. Um, so, yeah. I, and you know what? It, he wasn't trying to run up the score. They were running the ball. Denver just could not stop anyone to save their lives. It was, oh, that was a. Uh, I remember I was at the Cardinals game, and they showed highlights from this, and then they showed the score at the end of the game on the board, and the entire stadium gasped. Which, first off, how does nobody <laughs> know the scores from the morning games? Um, but second, just, it, it was hilarious. Everybody was like, what? Is that a typo? Like, no, 70 to 20, that is the score. Yeah, that was that was just insane. The The... My phone, I had, so I've, I figured out how to make sure that my phone will 
Send me a notification anytime anyone scores in any game. Oh, boy. That's, what I, that's all I want. <laughs> because if I'm watching full-screen Lions, they don't always cover, like, live what's happening in the NFL. So, you know, I want my phone to tell me then. Um, I kept getting notifications that Devon Akain or Mostert scored, and I kept thinking, why is it sending me this? Again, like I thought they was getting like double and triple notifications before I went and looked at these box scores. And I'm like, holy crap, he scored again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, insane. that's four. Raheem Mostert had four touchdowns. Devon Kane had four touchdowns. Even Robbie Chosen Anderson had a touchdown that was thrown to him from Mike White. That was my favorite Like they one. pulled their... Like the, just the... The backups coming in to to end the game, and then Robbie chosen Anderson is able to get behind the defense, and Mike White's like, you know what, screw it, and I'm going for it. That's just, it's just the icing on the cake. I love it. I I hope Mike McDaniel's called that play too. I hope he really did want to score this many points. Um, but just yeah. cra- get Dave in the chat, Broncos country. <laughs> let's ride. Yeah, let's ride. Russ, uh, Russ cooking, man. Um, God, I, there's nothing else to say. The Broncos, the funny thing about the Broncos, like Sean Payton coming in and you're like, oh, okay. Like they should be better. They're worse. They are worse in the first three games than they were under, um, Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, like yeah. ridiculous. I was like, say thinking this on Sunday. I'm like, maybe Nathaniel Hackett wasn't. Yeah, he, he was a problem, but not the problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, may- let me just say something good about the Broncos. How about right. that? You have any idea what I'm going to say? Um, no. Marvin Mims. Oh yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, a, a return touchdown. Yeah, he's got massive yardage on his returns. Well, he had a 99-yard kickoff return in that game. Yep, he is a he is a good deep threat, good speedster guy for him. Yeah, and I, what was it in the week? The week before that, he had two catches for 113 yards. Yeah. So I mean, he's just he's making big plays. Yeah, yeah that was against so at the. At least they the could be happy that Marvin Mims doing some things. <laughs> so crazy. Well, all those yards, uh, they need to score points though. Uh, at least 51 more to have won this game. So, but guess what? <laughs> the Broncos get the Bears this week, so they'll they'll win that. <laughs> they'll get they'll get right uh, this week easily. Um, that is like the most bottom of the barrel game that might have ever existed. Yeah, it, it'll it's gonna be interesting to see because um, people are like, oh, the Bears actually have a chance to win a game, and then everyone else is like, oh, the Broncos have a chance to win a game. It's like I dare them to tie. <laughs> I want it to be a three-three yes. tie. I would be so happy. Oh man, uh, Panthers at Seahawks. Seahawks get the win, but the Panthers played better with Andy Dalton. Um, of course, Bryce Young's already announced to probably be back this week. But, uh, yeah, I thought, I mean, um, Miles Sanders got a touchdown. I thought I thought I saw Jonathan Mingo got involved. I'm trying to find this game now. Adam Thielen with 145 yards on 11 receptions. The old man thrown to the other old man. Yes. DJ Chark, 4 for 86 and a touchdown. Yeah, they... They uh they played better. I mean they still lost, but they played the offense looked better than it has with Bryce Young. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And again, we need to go back to the days of rookie quarterbacks sitting for a while. You know, everybody wants to start them all week one. And how has that worked out the last couple of years? Like, <laughs> a lot of rookie quarterbacks, first-round picks that have flamed out in the last few years. That is very true. Um, Bears-Chiefs, that's just another funny game. Um, I, I I was at the Cardinals game, so I didn't get a chance to watch this one, but I don't think anybody had any doubt that the Chiefs were going to win. I think the most exciting thing about this was the Taylor Swift crap. Everybody loved it. They talked about it. She was watching football, cheering. Yay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say about the Bears and Chiefs game. <laughs> I saw a, I saw a side sideline video of like all the players when they would turn around and realize that Taylor Swift was up in the box and freak out. Oh, yeah, I saw like, Mahomes and Kelsey waving to her. That's cute. <laughs> and then, like, the uh, all the TikToks. Everyone's making the same TikTok. All these wives that don't watch football talking to their husbands. Hey, did you see what Taylor Swift's doing for that football player? He's going to really have a career now, all this publicity he's getting. And all the husbands getting mad, like... You mean the two-time Super Bowl winner? What do you? He doesn't need her. Yeah. Well, it's like the best tight end in NFL history, probably. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Cowboys Cardinals. Uh, we talked about it. It was a. Uh, I, I. It was. It was weird to be there because I've been to Cowboys Cardinal games before, and Cowboys fans are usually unbearable. Um, but they all just sat there shocked the entire game. Um, the Cardinals looked better than anybody expected just like they have all season and the cowboys looked like trash they 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 didn't seem interested in the game it, it was like the cowboys went into it like eh, we're gonna win we don't have to try um <laughs> and even even when they were quote unquote trying in the fourth quarter they still didn't really seem to be trying it was just really weird um but great for the cardinals man i I haven't seen them win in person since 2019, so that was exciting. Every game I've gone to the last <laughs> couple of years, they've lost, um, so that was amazing. Um, yeah, just and then side note, I don't know if you saw my Instagram story, but my dad um, got his picture taken and posted on the Pro Football Hall of Fame Instagram by Ken Griffey Jr. Nice. Ken Griffey Jr., the NFL media photographer, was there. And apparently took a picture of my dad shaking hands with the Cowboy fan next to us. And the Pro Football Hall of Fame decided to post it. So, that's awesome. Nice. Um, but, yeah. Great game for the Cardinals. You know, we talked about this earlier. The Cardinals, I I, I really think they're not as bad as we as we feared. I don't think they're going to win in, in San Francisco on Sunday. But, um, if they can put up a fight and keep it close, um, yeah, I'll, I'll start to believe. I definitely feel like the defense is a lot better than I than I thought. And I give credit to, to Jonathan Gannon, who I thought was going to be terrible. Um, but he, he seems to be a very good defensive-minded coach and can scheme well, even with a bunch of no-names. Um, Kaiser White is playing great. Um, hopefully Buda Baker gets healthy and comes back, and, and maybe he'll want to play for them since they won a game and, and look a little better. So, yeah. I just want, The only thing I want to say about this game is that for everyone wanting to make the excuse that uh, the only reason they lost this game is because the Cowboys didn't play to the competition. They played down to their competition. The Cardinals whooped them the entire game. 
throughout all four quarters, the Cardinals played hard and beat them. The Cardinal, the the Cowboys did not beat themselves. So for everyone out there making excuses for the Cowboys in this game, the Cardinals were good and beat them. This was not a Cowboys be just beating themselves. The Cardinals actually beat the Cowboys. Yep, I, it, it reminds me of I've seen everybody. What every Cowboys fan wants oh, to make yeah, excuses. Oh, we just played down to their level. This, this, this. No, you played football. You played your game, and you were not good enough to beat the Cardinals. Nope. So just take that for what it is, and stop making excuses. Well, everybody's got to make excuses when their when their team goes from blowing out the Jets and Giants to losing the Cardinals. But I, I hate to tell Dallas, but the Jets and Giants are just terrible. Like, you beat up on terrible yeah. teams, and then you faced a team that maybe isn't as bad as everybody thought, and you lost. So, boo-hoo. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steelers-Raiders. Um, thing that stood out for me in this one, the Steelers' defense is just... As good as the Browns' defense is statistically, I think the Steelers just look more dominant. T.J. Watt, six sacks already T.J. Watt games. is a absolute monster. Yeah, that dude is just having the time of his life. Um, who also loves tacos. He does. I love that commercial. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> so good. Hot dog man. Um, if the Steelers' <laughs> offense looked as good as it did in the preseason right now, the Steelers would be 3-0, and and people would be talking about them as, like, the best team in football. Like, if the Steelers' yeah. offense is just so bad, but their defense is so good. Like, yeah, what a, what a shame that preseason Kenny Pickett has disappeared. Um, Hopefully he can just pick it up. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. Um, and for the Raiders, we talked about it. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo probably going to miss Sunday, and hopefully we see some Aiden O'Connell. I, I'd love it. Give yep. the kid a chance. Uh, Eagles, Bucks. Uh, I mean, the Bucks were two and zero, but they played the Bears and Pan- uh, Vikings the first two weeks. They played the Eagles, and that went about as everybody expected. Eagles get the win. Um, I, I still think Baker Mayfield is playing well. Um, but they have no run game, man. Rashad White was supposed to be uh, a breakout running back this year and, and not doing anything on the ground. They're going to want to break away from him, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> if he keeps playing like this. Didn't they sign somebody? Did they? I don't, I don't they did know. They did not. They had Chase Edmonds, but he went on the AI. Maybe they'll trade know, for so. Jonathan Taylor. Maybe they'll sign Leonard Fournette. Yeah, bring him back. Why is that guy still not at, yeah. why, why is he not on a team? I, I'm confused. Uh, and then last one, Rams-Bengals. We talked about it. Bengals get a much-needed win to go to 1-2. and two. Jamar Chase, 12 catches, 141 yards. And the Rams, it's another close game. Uh, as we mentioned there, as I mentioned on my list, I don't think the Rams are as bad as I thought they'd be going into the year. So we'll see how they are with Cooper oh, Cup like coming it. back. But I'm out of jinx him because I took Puka Nakua off the taxi squad this week to play him. Oh, see? Which, you know, now now means he's, his run's probably over. Yeah, he only had like five catches Monday night, so you are you already jinxed yeah. him. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, that was week three. Let's dive on into week four. I'm in. Week four, let's go. I got my foreplay ready. Uh, I think it's a pretty simple one. Uh, I, I did a, I didn't do a foreplay. I did a parlay on Sunday. It was a eight leg parlay. I believe it was eight legs. Uh, and I won it. Nice. Picking all the lowest things for every, 
uh, player that I thought would have big impacts on the uh, the Lions game, and I hit it. Big big money for that one. So I'm kind of doing the same type of picks for this for the foreplay so that maybe I can win a foreplay for the first time on this podcast. That would be nice. Um, <laughs> but I picked the Lions on the money line because I think they're just going to absolutely destroy the Packers. I picked Sam Laporta with 25-plus receiving yards. I don't think that should be too hard. I booked Emin Ross St. Brown with 40-plus receiving yards because I couldn't pick 25-plus, but uh, I think 40-plus is fine for him. And then I also picked Luke Musgrave with three-and-a-half-plus receptions. Uh, Once we get to our fantasy sleepers section for the week, you'll probably figure out why I picked Luke Musgrave's reception list there. A little foreshadowing. But, uh, yeah, that's where that's where I went with my foreplay. Um, so I went with uh, – I just I, – I tried to, to get the plus 400 for the uh, no-sweat parlay. So I went with Jordan Love, over 250 passing yards. Jared Goff, over 250 passing yards. I'm hoping for a shootout in prime time. Two division rivals. Let's go. Um, I picked the Packers plus 7.5. So – the Packers need to just lose by seven. Um, if they lose by more and the Giants blow them out, great. Uh, but the Packers' last Lions. two games have been like one-point games. So I'm kind of hoping that if the Lions do uh, win big, it's, it's you know, a touchdown. Um, and then over 39 and a half, because like I said, I'm hoping for a shootout. Well, you are hoping for the opposite of me. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I just... I just, you know, I, I want to see a bunch of scoring. I, I, I know the Lions defense, and believe me, I'd, I'd love to see the Lions win 45 nothing. Um, but I mean, that would get your over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> won't help, won't would, help your uh, spread. Yeah, which but. is fine. But that one was uh, to bump my odds up a little bit to get the no sweats. Gotcha. What was your plus? Uh, it's like plus 434, I think. Somewhere around there. Oh wow, mine was plus four forty-seven. So nice. <laughs> well, the money line is always a uh, is always a good boost. I just I like picking spreads. Money line always makes me nervous. Yeah, picking actual winners. <laughs> yeah, just straight picking winners. I'm like, eh, I'm giving myself a little wiggle room. All right. So Ooh, speaking of picks, uh, last week you went ten and seven. I went thirteen and four. Made up some ground. So for the season, you are ahead by one now, thirty-four and seventeen to my thirty-three and eighteen. And they can't all be uh, winners. Yeah, not every week can be uh, perfect. Well, unfortunately, good. you picked the Commanders over the Bills. That was that was a gimme. <laughs> yeah. Well, no one. I did not expect the blow. I appreciate the confidence. At the, um, at the very yeah. least, I expected a good game. Yeah, I was hoping. I did not one. get that. Yeah. We shall see. Uh, so start us off. Lions at Packers tomorrow night. Lions favored by one and a half. One and a half. That's all they're favored. One and I, a half. I'm picking the Lions. 100% Lions. Yep, me too. Not going to. I'm not going to do any jinx or anything like that. I think the Lions. Uh, I, I'm, I'm firmly standing off of superstitions the past few weeks because I'm just trying to not. Pay into that. We'll see if it works. Good. Good. All right. Well, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Next game, Falcons at Jaguars. Jaguars favored by three. Um, Jeez. These are both one and two teams. 
right? Uh, I think the no, Falcons, Falcons are two and one. one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Falcons. I think the Jaguars are gonna keep struggling. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, Jaguars just. I don't know what their problem is. Um, as much as I believe in their talents, honestly, I, I I just feel like the Falcons are are a little bit. They got the momentum right now, um, and until the Jaguars can get their head out of their ass and prove me wrong, I don't want to take the risk and pick them. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna take the Falcons as well. And this game's also in London, um, so you never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah, neither. See, that's another reason with this game, right? You're like, look at it, and the Jaguars are the home team, favored by three. Well, they're not at home. Right. Yeah. They're both away. So. Yeah, they're they're in London. It's uh, it's gonna be a weird game. Yeah. See what happens. And the Jaguars' lifetime record uh, is four wins and five losses in London. So. I would say, but at this point, honestly. London might be home to the Jaguars yeah. because they're the ones that play there almost every time. They do. I think they play every year. They've played a game in London. So, um, yeah, ridiculous. Uh, Dolphins at Bills. Jacksonville. Bills favored by three. That's an interesting one. Um, it's also a tough one because the Bills after last week look really good. But they, the Bills <laughs> after the last week look really good. <laughs> against the commanders and the dolphins after last week looked really good against the broncos so um i think i'm gonna take the bills simply because i like the bills defense and the dolphins aren't playing the broncos and the bills aren't playing the commanders so i think in a tough game the bills will win at home all right i like it i'm gonna go with the dolphins one to be different and also because um, I think this is a, this is a toss-up. Uh, Bills favored by minus three is, is just home team advantage, in my opinion. So this is more of a coin yeah. fl- flip. Um, hopefully this 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 should be a very exciting game. Um, and yeah, this way we got we got one different to start. And hell, the Dolphins go winning seventy to twenty. Chances are they'll lose the following week. Um, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Steelers at Texans. Steelers by three. Uh, give me the Texans. All right. Going with the Texans. I, you know, the Steelers have not played great. And the Texans are, have been playing without mistakes. And they're at home. So. Yep. I am taking the, the Steelers. We talked about their defense. Uh, when it comes down to it, I just have to imagine that defense against a rookie quarterback. Steelers are going to are going to win. Makes sense. Rams at Colts. Colts favored by one and a half. Literal toss-up. I find that really interesting, the Colts are favored. I know they're two and one and the Rams are one and two, but um, yeah. Yeah, I understand it, but I still take the Rams. That's that's, that's what I was going to take them to. I'm taking the Rams. I think the Rams... <laughs> uh, um, are just a better all-around team. I mean, the Colts got their win against Baltimore, but it took Justin Tucker missing a kick. So, 
Mm-hmm. I'll go with the Rams. Which, you know, doesn't happen very it often. It does not. They got lucky. took advantage. Uh, Vikings at Panthers. Vikings by four, which is a weird line. Yeah. Four? Um, yeah, this is a battle of 0-3 teams, which is funny. Uh, but I've, I put the Vikings in my top five for a reason, and uh, I'm going to take the Vikings. Vikings, I'm going to take them as well. This They've got to get a win. I mean, if they start 0-4, that's just, especially against the Panthers. Um, it's pretty much over at that yeah, point. Yeah, that'll be ridiculous. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings too. Bucks at Saints. Saints favored by three. See, this one's tough because I'm pretty sure Jameis Winston started. Yeah, I know. And the Saints are still favored. Yeah. Um, I mean, they get Kamara back, but... True. I don't... I don't even know who to pick in this one. I'm just going to take the home team. <laughs> cool. I'll take the Cole Saints. with the Saints. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints. I, I, I think Kamara being back... Um, Jameis Winston has played in that offense last year. Um, they've got Chris Olave. I like Baker Mayfield, but um, yeah, until they get that run game going, I, he can't do it himself. So I'm gonna go with the Saints as well. Right. Commanders at Eagles. Eagles favored by eight and a half. Well, I'm not picking your team again. No, Sorry. So come on. You don't want to – you don't think they're going <laughs> to – yeah, I'm going with the Eagles. Now, again, you know what's funny? We beat the Eagles last year when they were undefeated. We ended their undefeated streak, and I think we did it in Philly. Um, so, again, there's there's a chance that the Commanders can win this game. I'm just not going to bet on it. So, I'm going with the Eagles. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to lose a point again just to be like, oh, let's go with the commander. <laughs> just to ride that, that commander hype train. <laughs> yeah. Broncos at Bears. Broncos favored by three and a half. Which apparently... Be- I'll take the Broncos. I don't think either of these teams are good, but I'll take the Broncos simply for the fact after being, losing by 50 freaking points, they're going to want to do something. Yeah. It's, it cracks me up. Bears fans are apparently very miffed that their team is is home but not favored against a fellow 0-3 team. And it's like, I mean, come on. The, Bron- the Broncos lost two close games before getting destroyed. The Bears have just gotten destroyed. All season they've just gotten destroyed. It's like, what, 12 straight games they've, they've given up 25 points? I mean, it's and, and your coach is supposed to be a defensive coach? Terrible. Well, first off, who cares? Second, if you're betting on the game, this is better for you. You have a bigger room to win if you're betting on the Bears. So, who cares? Your bet, your team's bad. Whether you're you're favored or not to win before the game even starts means literally nothing. So, yep. I, I don't know why you'd be mad about it. Oh, it's just yeah, you know, they got they mad about everything at this point. I mean, I've seen the Lions not be favored in games where I'm like, what the hell is this? But I'm like, in the end, it doesn't matter. You know? Yep, absolutely. I'm going with the Broncos, too. Um, I just, they, they've got to, they need to bounce back desperately. Uh, Ravens mm-hmm. at Browns. Browns favored by two and a half. Mm, Ravens at Browns. Uh, I still think the Browns are really good. And they're at home. 
I'm going to take the Browns. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to take the Browns as well. That defense, talked about it. Probably, I mean, statistically the best defense right now. And they're home. And Deshaun Watson played a lot better this week. I, I think the Browns get a win against the Ravens team that just lost to the Colts. So, <laughs> yeah. Bengals at Titans. Bengals by two and a half. Um, I, I don't think I could pick the Titans against a bad team right now. That's how bad they're playing. <laughs> so I have to take the Bengals. And yet the Titans beat the, the Chargers at one point. Crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals too. Um, hopefully they, they've corrected their, their gotten their shit together and can start playing up to where they should. Um, and the Titans yeah. are just, yeah, they're not good. Raiders at Chargers. They Chargers by five and a half. Um, I would love to pick. See, first off, we don't know if Hoyer or O'Connell is starting. Yep. Second off, I would love to watch O'Connell beat the Chargers. But after what Justin Herbert did in that last game, 400 yards, just going crazy with the passes to Keenan Allen, I got to pick the Chargers again, especially at home against a team who you don't even know who's starting at a quarterback. Yep, absolutely. I, I talked about I think the Chargers are, are a lot better than their record suggests. Um, and the Raiders, as I found out earlier, are tied for the league lead or bottom of the league in turnover differential at minus seven. So, yeah, they are just they are just playing poorly right now. Uh, I think the Chargers <laughs> definitely get a win at home. Uh, Patriots at Cowboys. Cowboys by six and a half. I'd take the Cowboys. I don't think that after what happened last week, they can afford uh, to lose again. Not to mention the Patriots are just one of those teams where it's like, do you have any idea what you're going to get from week to week? Nope. I I hope beyond all hope that Bill Belichick can scheme a defense that that beats the Cowboys because I would just love um, to see the Cowboys lose two straight like straight like that. It would be so wonderful um but i think you're right after the way after losing to arizona um they're gonna need to to come out and and show everybody there for real um so yeah i'm gonna go yeah. with the cowboys cardinals at 49ers 49ers favored by 14 um i'll take the 49ers but i say the cardinals cover that spread easily i don't know how it's negative 14 yeah, I agree. Um, I think they cover. I'm also taking the 49ers. I'm not dumb. Um, I might. I mean, I might open my sportsbook app right now and bet that spot. I uh, yeah, I bet it earlier when I placed my uh, my foreplay for tomorrow night. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, 14 points. What is that? I mean, they the 49ers beat the Giants by 18, but the Cardinals are a better team than the Giants, even though they lost to them. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think the 49ers are going to get that win, but hopefully the Cardinals can make it competitive. Mm-hmm. That's what I said about the Cowboys game, so we'll see what really actually happens. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> um, all right, Chiefs at Jets. Chiefs by nine and a half. Chiefs at Oh, God. I, I mean, uh, this is another one where you just have to pick the Chiefs, right? The Jets are a garbage... Or, uh, they're a uh, dumpster fire currently. Their defense is still really, really good. The problem is their offense can't do anything, so the defense is on the field the entire game, getting tired and getting beat. So, 
Yeah, I got it. There's no way in the world I'd pick Zach Wilson over Patrick Mahomes when they were playing each other. Um, So, no, Mm -hmm. I'm going with the Chiefs. (laughs) Yep. And last one, Seahawks at Giants. Giants favored by one and a half. Seahawks at Giants. Giants. What? Seahawks. Give me the Seahawks. Damn it. I was was hoping that was going to be one that that I was going to get different from you. But, yeah, I was dumbfounded by that that line. (laughs) Like... I don't know where people think the Giants are are right now, um, but yeah, the Seahawks I think are are gonna get that win. That's another one that I I've I placed the bet on because they're they're underdogs. Like absolutely, I'm gonna place that bet. <laughs> like I've seen the Seahawks firsthand against the Lions. They they are legit. Yeah, like it makes no sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've seen also seen the Giants firsthand against. The Cardinals, and I saw what they did at week one against the Cowboys. It makes no sense. Okay, anyways, yeah. That's where I'm at. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. All right. Well, there you go. Those are our picks. We've got uh, two different, I think. Yep, two different. So I have a chance to take the lead uh, or dig myself in a bigger hole. Um, And as far as our confidence picks. Yes, I know. I'm scrolling through and looking right now. Boy, there are some tough ones this week. Mm-hmm. I'll give you mine. Wait, no, I don't know if I want to do that. Hold on. I'll tell you. All right, I'm going to go with the Vikings. Okay. Then I'll go with my first instinct, which was the. Uh, um, where is it? Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah. All right. So Cowboys. Yeah, I feel like the Vikings so desperately need to win that game. Actually, my first instinct wasn't the Cowboys, but I just said them. My first instinct was the Bengals, but I like the Cowboys one better. That's fine. My first instinct was the Chargers. Um, But I just feel like the Vikings are going to be so desperate. Um, No. All right. I agree. Sweet. So, fantasy sleepers from last week. Um, not, Not as good as the week prior. Um... You had a great one, but let's start with quarterbacks. You had Dak Prescott. Uh, he was ter- 13th ranked. He finished 20th. I had Matthew Stafford. <laughs> Who could have seen that coming? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Matthew Stafford was 17th ranked, finished 21st. So we both missed on quarterbacks. But uh, running back, boy, did you hit that out of the park. Raheem Mostert, 20th ranked running back versus Denver, finished second with 45.2 points, finishing only behind his teammate, Devonta Chain. <laughs> like, ridiculous yeah and crazy <laughs> yeah awesome my running back i went Najee harris hoping he could get his shit together against the Ra- raiders he did not he scored six and a half points uh wide receivers <laughs> you went with drake london against the lions uh he was ranked 39th he finished with 5.1 points which is amazing considering <laughs> how much they threw the ball for over 40 passing attempts for him to have just that many points yeah. was 
crazy. Uh, I went with Zay Flowers. He was 35th ranked. He finished 36th. So that's basically a push. Um, yeah. Tight ends, you had Mike Gusecki. He was ranked 35th. He finished with 2.8. And I went with Adam Troutman for Denver, uh, who got a big fat <laughs> zero it, for the second on, week in a row. <laughs> anyone on Denver Yeah. in that last hey, week? Corlin Sutton didn't do terribly, but... Uh, yeah, Marvin Mims. Tight ends, man. Um, so for the season, you are three and five in your picks. I am one five and two. Um, These records are just abysmal. Oh, yeah. You know, we're not great at this. Well, there's but a it reason is all of my do. fantasy leagues, I'm like <laughs> one and two or zero oh and three. Um, not having a good start. Uh, so quarterbacks, who you got this week? So, so for quarterback this week, I have Matthew Stafford, who's the twentieth ranked. Not Trevor Lawrence, by the way who you say is the 20th ranked. Are you using ESPN for this? Yeah, I'm looking at their projected points for the week. Right. As far as I saw, Trevor Lawrence, who's your pick, was 9th ranked. Um, But anyways, my pick is Matthew Stafford, the 20th ranked QB, versus the Indianapolis Colts, who have the 27th ranked pass defense. So I'll take Stafford against that all day long. Especially in a game where he needs to have a comeback game after the two interceptions on Monday Night Football. They've got Trevor Lawrence projected 23 points on ESPN. Yeah, that's 20th. Interesting. Maybe I just haven't been sorting mine correctly. Matthew Stafford's projected 22. So he's actually 24. So I've... I haven't been... How the... Okay, hold on. Let me go to this list I just sort them by yeah projected score for week four Herbert's number Uh, one mine's all mine must be sorted currently by roster percentage what no (laughs) yeah it was sorted by roster percentage okay so that's why he was ninth all right well Stafford's actually 24th then all right well that's even better I guess yeah um, but, yeah, I have Trevor Simeon. Uh, he's 20th-ranked quarterback versus Atlanta. They need to win so badly. I just have to imagine um, that he's, he's going to How do you do ball. that so quick? Do you just do you count them, or is there yeah, something that them. says the number? No, okay, I just count them. Yeah, that's what yeah. I've been doing. I was just making sure. Well, I, got, I did a Obviously quick with Stafford because I... I knew Lawrence was 20th, so I just counted down from there. <laughs> ah, cheating yeah, a little bit. Um, all right, running back. So you got? I actually have kind of a sneak peek here, sneak pick. I picked Cam Akers, who's the 35th ranked running back at Carolina because Carolina has the 30th run defense. And uh, what's his face? Alexander Madison has not been playing well. So I think Cam Akers, who recently was traded there, should have a decent game. Yeah. Um the, we talked about the Vikings. They're my confidence pick. They need a win, so all hands on deck. Yep. Uh, my running back, I'm going with Javante Williams. He's 24th-ranked running back, playing Chicago. Chicago's garbage. Uh, Rashad White has the only good game of the season against them. The Chiefs just ran all over them with three different running backs. Um, if Denver is is going to get their offense going it's gonna happen this week and if they can't do it against the bears they just won't do it all year i guess so that is my (laughs) choice gotcha gotcha makes sense to me wide receivers 
Hold on, I'm just looking something up. No problem, I'll go. Uh, my wide receiver, not not as far down the board as everybody else. I'm going with Devonta Smith. 17th ranked versus Washington. Um, Washington can cover one receiver, kind of, uh, but not two. So my assumption is they're going to focus all their attention on A.J. Brown. Devonta Smith probably catches three passes for 120 yards and a touchdown. That's my assumption. But uh, I think he finishes top 10. He has a good week. So let me just change that from Jacoby Myers being the 37th ranked wide receiver to the 13th ranked receiver. <laughs> um, but I got Jacoby Myers, the 13th ranked wide receiver at the Chargers. The Chargers, who have a very good defense and a good secondary, are still somehow the 30th ranked pass defense. And Jacoby Myers, uh, in the two out of the three games he's played, has done very well. So I, I still believe in Jacoby Myers. Even if... Even if Okay, let me just say that. If Aiden O'Connell's throwing, I really believe in him. If Brandon Hoyer, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, I, I agree. I think O'Connell actually does give him a better chance. So hopefully O'Connell plays. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and last one, tight end, which is always difficult. Um, I'm going with Gerald Everett. He's ranked 17th going against Las Vegas. Chargers don't have Mike Williams, uh, even though Donald Parham has caught three touchdowns at the tight end position in the first three games. Um, I, I'm, I'm still going with Everett. I think without Mike Williams, they should be some more targets to go around for the tight ends. Let me fix this one too. Um, I have Luke Musgrave, the 11th tight end versus Detroit. Uh, Detroit has always had a hard time with tight ends and Luke Musgrave had a very good week last week. So we'll see if he can keep that going, uh, this week against the Lions. Well, you did, you did, uh, include him in your foreplay, so... Four receptions at yeah, least. That, that was why I included him there. Yeah. Eight targets last week. Six catches. Nice. So. Well, there you go. That is uh, our week four podcast. Look at that. An hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. We're, we're, we're working on it. We're working Efficient. on it. Efficient. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, with my head pounding, I wasn't as... Uh, conversational tonight as usual so we've got some time <laughs> yeah exactly we're good everything's good um yeah so that's gonna do it for week uh three going into week four episode 11 thanks everybody for listening if you're listening to the podcast um come check us out sometime on wednesday nights around 7 to seven thirty pacific time that will change to 7, 7.30 Mountain Time here shortly. But uh, currently, 7 to 7.30 Pacific Time on YouTube.com slash at Coffin Corner. You can find us there on Wednesday nights. If you're not going to check us out there, obviously, you're listening here. So you know how to find the podcast. But for those watching or watching the rerun on YouTube, you can find the Coffin Corner podcast anywhere podcasts are found. So just go search in Coffin Corner podcast and look for our nice little uh, uh, pylon logo, and you'll know that's us. And as far as other places you can find us, you can find us on X at Coffin Corners. You can find us on TikTok at Coffin Corner Podcast. And, uh, yeah, if you are listening to the podcast, if you enjoyed this podcast, if you just want to help us out and give us a little bit more exposure – there's one thing you can do beyond just telling your friends to have a listen, and that is go to whatever podcast platform you are using for 
uh, your listening pleasure. Go and give us a rating on that podcast uh, platform. Any rating you give on those will automatically help our podcast to be promoted to people that search for football or coffin corner or you know any type of football anything that'll help bring our podcast up to the top of the search results so that is a big way you as a listener if you appreciate what we do can help us to continue to grow and we would appreciate that richie you got anything you want to say before i sign us off i think you covered it awesome perfect all right until next time everybody enjoy your football i will be on uh twitter tomorrow at din defenders and at coffin corners talking about the lions packers game so if you want to hang out uh on twitter you can do that i keep saying twitter x whatever whatever it wants to be depending on the day i'll be there as well as uh if you ping me on discord i will jump in there and talk as well so yeah it'll be fun tomorrow i'm looking forward to it let's go lions yeah Until next week, everybody, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. You are all awesome. And we will catch you on the other side of week four. Bye, everyone.